I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself, or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. The, the podcast. podcast. And I'm not Theo this week. And I am not Juliet, and you're never Theo any week. I'm never Theo, I know, it's a bummer, but I I'm must sorry. carry on. Um, this week I have no bacon, but perhaps you have some bacon, so what's shaking bacon? I am nothing but a hog farm next to a brunch <laughs> outlet. What? Oh my God. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make that a saying. Do you think it'll catch on? Absolutely. Uh, um, Let's see. All the things. Okay. To begin with, today is the marathon in Austin and in the city's wisdom. And you're running as usual. Oh, I I ran. I'm actually (laughs) out this morning at 2 a.m. and and set the course. Yeah. (laughs) Um, They have closed down every major road in Austin. Oh, geez. Right? And I went to get coffee. And uh-huh. hit roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. Bummer. And it's what's most annoying about it is this is 7.30 in the morning on a Sunday, right? Uh, yeah. That's fine. Close your roads. That's great. How about, and color me crazy here, how about we just get some people to direct traffic? Oh, yeah. What a good idea. When you've got like three cones up and a sign that says road closed. Uh-huh. One asshole is going to, like, yep. drive through those cones, mm-hmm. right? Is that asshole named Theo? Uh, it almost was, because I was really <laughs> like, fuckers, I can't believe it. I just, I, if I could just get down that block, it'd go two miles. But I knew if I did something like that, I'd be on the on the course um, and yeah. arrested, probably. Yeah. So, um, no, I didn't. But uh, it's so annoying. Anyway, so um, so they've basically cut the city off in half through the two major main thoroughfares uh let's see i have been playing fix it this week around the house and so i've replaced some i'm so excited to brag 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 ceiling lights yes that's right electricity playing with electricity and haven't Uh shocked myself yet um and then what else um Mm. I'm going to say that's it. I'm working, wrapping things up at work. And so mm-hmm. I've been very focused on that and just kind of um, just in a holding pattern for the next yeah. uh, two weeks. And so. yeah, and so, so not a lot. And yet a relatively uneventful week for both of us, which is good, which is good. And um, may it forever be so. (laughs) Only good things should happen to us. Well, only good things. things, All right, I'll shut up. Only good things do ever happen to us. That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of good things, um, we have a story this week, surprisingly. That is a good thing. 
Yeah, it is a good thing. And our story is about Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who's not such a good thing. Um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., if you didn't know, if you're maybe not American or just aren't paying attention, um, he's the son of the former American Attorney General and Senator Robert F. Kennedy, and he's also the nephew of U.S. President John F. Kennedy and Senator Ted Kennedy. He is also, RFK Jr. is, a vaccine skeptic and conspiracy theorist. According to Wikipedia, since 2005, Kennedy has promoted the scientifically disproven claim of a causal link between vaccines and autism. Since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic, he has emerged as a leading proponent of COVID-19 vaccine misinformation in the United States. Many of his often disproved public health claims have targeted prominent features such as Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, and Joe Biden. He has written books including The Real Anthony Fauci and A Letter to Liberals. So with that history behind him, on April 5th of this past year, 2023, uh, RFK Jr. filed his candidacy for the Democratic presidential nomination in the 2024 presidential election. On October 9th, 2023, he announced that he would, instead of running as a Democrat, he would run as an independent, which I guess is good, I guess. I mean, it's... Well, it's good because the independents don't necessarily get on the ballot in all the states. So I think they have to file to be on the ballot, and he's still trying to get on the ballot in a bunch of states. So so that's good. So his his impact would be less than if he were a Democrat, I think. It's so hard to say because there is that belief that an independent um, siphons votes off from arguably both parties. Yeah. But yeah. usually it's more one party than the other. And typically yeah. it's always more from the Democratic Party than the Republican been. Party. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, hopefully he won't get on the ballot um, in a bunch of states. Um, during last week's Super Bowl, which you may or may not have watched, did you watch the Super Bowl, Theo? Would you believe that um, it was on? It See, was. Notice how that's a trick answer. <laughs> like, did I watch it? Well, it was on. It was um, on your fabulous art art display. My frame TV, um, frame not a TV. commercial Samsung, because my sister <laughs> hates it more than she hates anything. She, really? Oh, yeah. She hates that TV so much. Um, Why? Well, she's crazy is the problem. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so it turns out that my sister and I, although we share the same parents and we were raised in the same house. Mm-hmm. We are not related at all and grew up on entirely different planets. Because how are we so different, right? Um, I love technology. Part of my electrical fiddling around the house has been installing mm-hmm. Wi-Fi um, um, light switches, right? Nice. So now I can turn lights off and on using an app. With your brain. <laughs> well, so, thanks, Elon. <laughs> Uh, so I love technology and the idea of a TV set that is also a picture and looks like a yeah. frame picture, Super not a hundred percent, but pretty close. Awesome. Yeah. And my sister had been complaining about, oh, I don't have any art in my house and I can't find anything that I like. And it's so hard and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And also her yeah. TV set. Right. And I was yeah. like, I will get her one as a birthday, Christmas, all the gifts. Um, here sweet. you go. I know. And I went and I sold, I sold it. No, I didn't sell it. I went <laughs> and I set it up. Mm-hmm. And part of my gift was also getting rid of her old TV, which was mm. heavy. This is a long story. It has nothing to do with RFK. Anyway, okay. it's interesting. Um, uh, she doesn't like it. 
and she doesn't like it for a lot of reasons. It doesn't um, work the same way. You have to download an app. She doesn't want to have yeah. to learn a new app. And I'm like, oh. it's pressing buttons, dude. It is yeah. not learning anything. It, yeah. Right? But no, and the art function, I don't really use it. I'm like, that's the whole fucking point of the having art and you didn't have art and this was stuff, uh, but fine. Yeah. So um, anyway, I will be, I'm taking it and I'll be getting her the TV set that she wanted and note to self <laughs> in the future, just get her what she wants. Don't get her the thing that you want her to have. Cause like, uh, everybody should love everything the way that I love it. That's how I, yeah. my brain operates. Um, Funny. And now yes. you have two frame TVs, so you're the winner. <laughs> yeah, now, now, which I don't need at all. I don't need two TVs at all. But anyway, uh, you were saying you the the Super Bowl. Well, anyway, was I was going to say that. Oh yeah, that's right. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a joke about how my sister was going to vote for RFK, but she wouldn't vote for RFK. Oh good, um, thank God. Yeah, Super Bowl was on, and I famously watched the commercials. Oh okay. Were any good ones? Which are good. Were there any good ones? Um, yeah, I mean, were there were there any that like stand out in my mind? No, no. Okay. But do you know? I've read this in the news, so I believe it. This Super Bowl was uh, the most watched public television event since the moon landing. Wow, really? I didn't realize the moon landing was still so popular or was still still ranked so highly among most watched shows. But it makes sense that it was. Um, it also surprises me that the Super Bowl was the next number two. Yeah, so, like, I got nothing. And then the article that I was uh, skimming said it was because of Taylor Swift. And I'm like... I was going to say that. Everyone maybe Taylor Swift. But maybe also because of those three guys that died in Kansas City that froze to death. What? Oh, wow. Um, so, true story. Okay. <laughs> We're so not interested in RFK. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to him. We'll get back to him. He can wait. Hey, you know, okay. I'm. I'm. Here's a present. I'm going to connect these two stories, and then we'll uh, be able okay. to do this. Right. Awesome. We'll be able to go right back into RFK. All so, right. So, um, some guy, some guy who actually uh, is uh, air quotes around HIV scientist, but that uh, he works uh, in medicine and science and specializes okay. in HIV uh, medication studies. That, that's sort of all I know. Uh, uh -huh. was running a home in Kansas City and invited three guy friends over to watch the uh, the game, the Chiefs, uh -huh. right? I think that's what they're called. Anyway, Kansas yeah. City's playing. Hey, we live in Kansas City. Come over to my house. And and these uh -huh. guys were all friends, right? And okay. been hanging out for a long while. And the, the typical, like, bro kind of uh, uh beer football party thing you would expect it to be right yeah uh the one of the neighbors said uh yeah so they showed up with like uh 36 packs or Jesus. yeah and there's four guys wow okay um and so anyway uh the three guys um were never heard from again and after a couple of hours their families started sending messages through Facebook to the host. Yeah. Right. And I don't know his name. So I'll just make, Hey, Greg, have you seen right. Sam? Hey, Greg, Jim's not home yet. What's up? Right. Um, and so no responses. 
one of the, I think the fiance of one of the guys mm-hmm. broke into the host's house. Oh my God. Because she wasn't getting any replies to, uh, to voicemails, to Facebook, uh, no, no social activity at all, uh, social media activity. Um, the three friends were found frozen to death in the backyard. Oh my God. Yep. And so the families the right, of the three guys said exactly the same thing that you just said. What the hell? Yeah. It must have been something. He must have poisoned them. He must have done something nefarious. That's kind of he must suspicious. Have, yeah, right? Fentanyl. Oh, no. That really? explains it all. Yep. So oh, apparently man. they were doing cocaine that was laced with fentanyl and oh, super drunk. Shit. And the one guy, the host, passed out on his couch. When the cops showed up, uh, he woke up. Uh, he was in his underwear holding a wine glass, right? Damn. He had just been out for like 48 hours. He woke wow. up to find that his friends had frozen to death in the backyard. Oh, um, my God. What were they doing back there and why and how? Who knows? But it went from this great big... Well, let me rephrase that. It wasn't a great big, but it went from this brewing conspiracy theory of like, huh, the host must have intentionally killed them uh, or they accidentally killed them and went into hiding to, oh, they died of fentanyl overdose. No. Uh. Right. And so, yeah. so unfortunate, but I think that's part of the reason why this was also such a highly watched game because it was big news for oh, easily two weeks. Um, wow. Yeah. And so turns out Taylor Swift killed them. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and there's these stupid conspiracy theories around Taylor Swift and, and how uh, she's the left is trying to control people by getting pop stars seen in Super Bowl games so that okay. or football games in general, right? Uh-huh. So that now when a red-blooded American conservative sits down, they see Taylor Swift and just seeing her starts planting ideas of becoming transgender <laughs> in their brains. Oh, um, it's just fucking ridiculous. And here's how I tie all this to RFK because he is absolutely fucking uh, conspiracy theorist, believes right. the most random bullshit. And let's, yeah. let's find out why this man should never be president of the United States of America. I would we vote would... for Trump over fucking RFK. I hate to say it. Oh, my it. God. That's a tough call. I don't know who I would vote for well, if I had to choose. If you can't sit it out, right? Yeah. If you can't wow. sit it out. Well, RFK is obviously an idiot. Um, and during the Super Bowl, a presidential campaign ad ran for RFK Jr., which copied an original John F. Kennedy Jr. presidential campaign ad. And it had people singing Kennedy for me over pictures of RFK Jr., which replaced pictures of JFK Jr. from the original ad. And the jingle said, Do you want a man for president who's seasoned through and through? A man who's old enough to know and young enough to do? Uh, obviously poking fun sort of at Biden, who's not the youngest man, or Trump, who's also not the youngest man. However, uh, RFK Jr. himself is 70 years old, um, and JFK Jr., when that originally ran, was 43. So a big difference there. Um, a speechwriter for Ted Kennedy 
got all mad and said the ad constituted intellectual theft. This RFK Jr. Super Bowl ad is a straight-out plagiarism of a JFK ad from 1960. What a fraud. And to quote Lloyd Benson with a slight amendment, Bobby, you're no John Kennedy. Instead, you are a Trump ally, he said. The ad was run by American Values 2024, which is a super PAC that backs uh, RFK's campaign, RFK Jr. The ad does say at the end that the candidate did not create or run the ad, but RFK Jr. did pin the ad to the top of his Twitter page. So obviously he uh, appreciated it, to say the least. And the ad actually aired two days after the Democratic National Committee filed a Federal Election Commission complaint accusing the American Values Fund of colluding with Kennedy's campaign. The DNC alleged Kennedy's campaign had accepted up to $15 million worth of in-kind contributions from American Values and that the PAC coordinated activities with the Kennedy campaign, quote, in a way that violates federal campaign finance laws. So not only was there concern about fraud uh, and plagiarism, but Kennedy's cousin, Bobby Shriver, posted that his mother, John F. Kennedy's sister, Eunice Kennedy Shriver, would be appalled that the commercial used images of her and her brother. While Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is, of course, a vaccination skeptic and conspiracy theorist, Shriver said of his mother that respect for science and vaccines was in her DNA. So everybody, everybody got mad about that, except for RFK Jr., um, RFK Jr. did apologize on Twitter, and we will have the apology a little bit later. Um, and just to say a little bit about Kennedy and what he's like, last year, he compared the U.S. under COVID lockdown to Germany under the Nazis. He told a rally in Washington, quote, even in Hitler's Germany, you could cross the Alps to Switzerland. You could hide in an attic like Anne Frank did. <laughs> you had all the freedom to hide in the attic. That's right. At least you could hide in the attic. Um, these remarks earned a rebuke from the Auschwitz Memorial, of course, which accused Kennedy of exploiting the tragedy of people who suffered, were humiliated, tortured, and murdered, including children like Anne Frank. Kennedy apologized again, and his wife, Cheryl Hines, Cheryl... Girl, what are you doing? Um, anyway, she publicly disowned his remarks, but now supports his White House run. And I will never understand. I mean, okay, so I only know her from Curb Your Enthusiasm. But she seems like such a level-headed person on Curb Your Enthusiasm. And for her to be married to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. does not compute in my brain. Do you ever watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? Uh, I'm familiar with it. And yeah. um, and I've probably seen like two or three episodes. So if you said okay. Larry David, I would be like, oh, yeah, I totally get it. Um, yeah. And I get the sensibility of it. Um, yeah, I got I got nothing other than some people really like power, even reasonable, level headed people. Yeah. Some people be. really like being a Kennedy. Like being a Kennedy, like the idea of being first lady, we'll love the yeah. future Jackie O comparisons because everybody wants to be, you know, you're doing a good job if they mention you and Jackie O in a yeah. complimentary way in the same sentence. Yeah, yeah, truly. So that's uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Did you have any other information oh, that yes. you'd like to add? You yes, do. I Let's do. I do. So I've got to say... I thought about like uh, listening to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on podcast, and no, yeah. no, yeah, I couldn't. Can't do I, that. I will do a lot for our show. I would yeah. not do that. Right? He did a three-hour <laughs> interview with Joe Rogan. Oh my God! Really? Can you fucking imagine what no. that was like? 
Holy um, shit. And you don't have to because Michael Hobbs of Maintenance Phase, which is a podcast, uh, oh, yeah. did an episode around RFK and anti-vaccines, right? Or anti-vaxxers. Yeah. There is no such thing as an anti-vaccine. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I've got the highlights from uh, from that show. All right. Uh, and so, uh, okay, here, yeah, so here we go. Um, as we know, he's uh, RFK Jr. is a conspiracy theorist for our uh, non-American friends slash also our American friends who don't pay attention to uh, politics or history. Um, he is the nephew of John F. Kennedy and the son of Robert F. Kennedy. So mm-hmm. RFK Jr., the guy who's running for president, uh, believes that the CIA assassinated his uncle, that the wrong person was convicted of killing That's his right. father. He does. He believes that mass shootings are caused by antidepressants. He said wow. that prior to Prozac, there were almost no mass shootings. What? Yep. Uh, there have been more mass shootings since the introduction of Blu-ray DVDs and the Toyota Prius. What? Uh-huh. Yep. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, this is why I could not listen to him on a podcast or uh-huh. read a book that he wrote. Not that I've ever read a book for our show. Um, but <laughs> read read the, the front flap of a book. <laughs> Which I have done for our show because I'm a giver. Um, okay, cool. Enough about me. Let's get back to RFK. Um, in RFK Jr.'s book, he says that Anthony Fauci yeah. partnered with the Pentagon okay. Okay, to approve taxpayer-funded gain-of-function experiments to breed pandemic superbugs in uh. poorly regulated labs in Wuhan, China. Oh, and elsewhere under conditions that, you know, we're only ever going to release the bug. So he believes that Anthony Fauci, he's written it, he said it in his book, that Anthony Fauci and the Pentagon used U.S. taxpayer money to pay China to create biological weapons. It's okay. A little bit, I'm a little skeptical of you. Well, I mean... I'm just going to say, why? Why would we pay China <laughs> to develop a biological... Why? Okay, whatever. So, of course, given that sort of a mindset, it's no surprise that I will massively mispronounce these two drugs because um, I'm sure they're very valuable for the diseases they cure. But ivermycin and hydrochloric... Thank you. And hydroxychloroquine? Hydroxychloroquine? That could be it. Um, I, I just see a, a bunch of letters surrounding a Y. <laughs> I cannot get them strung together to pronounce them. Um, he's also a vitamin D truther. Uh, so, you know, vitamin D Does is Does that mean like, he believes in vitamin D or he doesn't? He believes in vitamin D as a cure for uh, COVID, right? Um, oh, okay. And he's also an HIV truther believes yeah. that a macrobiotic diet will cure HIV. Oh, now, my God. I want to take a giant step aside here and say that RFK Jr. is a conspiracy theorist, and he believes some really crazy batshit stuff that yeah. is absolutely easy to disprove. 
and yeah. has been disproven time oh, and yeah. time and time again by a thing that's called logic, that's called yeah. science, right? Yeah. We're going to take a little sidestep here from crazy town, which is where we're at. And we're going to look at um, a situation where somebody uh, actually did harm by not believing science. This was a newsflash to me. I didn't know that any of this had happened. Um, and so as a demonstration of the fact that people are stupid and science is real, let's take a look at the HIV truth or belief that antiretroviral drugs are bad. Okay. In South Africa, HIV AIDS denialism had a significant impact on public health policy from 1999 to 2008 during the presidency of, I'll mispronounce his first name, Thabo Mkembe. Um, sure. Mbeki, that's it, Mbeki. Mbeki criticized the scientific consensus of the whole fucking world, hi, yeah. the whole fucking world, that yeah. HIV is the cause of AIDS beginning shortly after his election to the presidency. In the year 2000, he organized a presidential advisory panel regarding HIV AIDS, including several scientists who denied that HIV caused AIDS. In the following eight years of his presidency, Mbeke mm. continued his political campaign of HIV AIDS denialism and instituted policies denying antiretroviral drugs to AIDS patients. Oh so the God. drugs were available and he just said, no, thanks. Oh my God. It wasn't even a case of like, oh, the world got busy or well, I'll take that back. Oh, the, uh, what do they call them? First world, first, first country. The, the, the big powers are going to take care of themselves. Right. Okay. Um, as we saw with the COVID vaccine, right? It was available first in the U.S. and eventually it got out to India right. and, and South Africa. Okay, cool. So uh, so denied, uh, would not allow antiretroviral drugs to enter into the country. Uh, the Mbeke government even withdrew support from clinics that started using AZT to prevent mother-to-child transmission of HIV. Holy shit. He also restricted the use of a pharmaceutical company's donated supply of nivirapin. Nivirapin. It's a drug that helps keep newborns from contracting HIV. Oh, my gosh. Instead of providing these drugs, which he described as poisons shortly after he was elected to the presidency, he, appoint, he appointed some guy as the country's health minister. <laughs> His name is Mantu Shabala Mimsamagai. You're welcome. Okay. That is that is on his birth certificate. Um, okay, so he elected some. He, he appointed some guy whose name I'm slaughtered um, as the country's health minister, who promoted the use of unproven herbal remedies such mm. as garlic, beetroot, and lemon juice to treat AIDS, um, which led to uh, being slapped with the nickname Doctor Beetroot. These policies have been blamed for the preventable deaths of between 343,000 to 365,000 people from AIDS. That is evil. We're going to read that again. These policies, this disbelief in science, this belief that uh, the lemon juice will cure AIDS, these policies have been blamed for the preventable deaths of between 343,000 and 365,000 people from eight. That's that's a third of a million people. That's almost that's a lot. arguably half a million people, right? Bad at math. Right. All right. So um, 
Hooray for science. That's why it's so important to not be swayed when somebody who's got some pretty eyes and a nice sounding last name says something like, you shouldn't use toothpaste. It's got fluoride in it. Yeah. Do some work. Um, yourself, America. Actually, don't do some work yourself, America. Do what I say. <laughs> the that's science. the problem. Yeah, that's Trust the problem. You. People go to Google and Google shit and then knit two they come up pieces with of info of together. Ideas. It's stupid. Okay. Um, RFK Jr. believes chemicals in the water are the reason for transgender people. Okay. Uh, he has a book out that's called The Real Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, Big Pharma, and the Global War on Democracy and Public Health. He believes that Wi-Fi radiation is causing cancer in people's ears. He says that Russia doesn't... It's so well known in Russia that they don't allow their children to use cell phones. Hmm. Um, And so I'm at times curious as to why do people come to their beliefs or um, what what are contributing factors that help me understand you, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So a couple of data points. Um, RFK Jr. has a disease called spasmodic dysphonia, which appeared in his 40s. Um, And from an NBC News article about RFK, quote, his voice is gravelly and strained. It's gotten progressively worse since the 90s when Kennedy was diagnosed with spasmodic dysphonia, a rare neurological disorder that causes his larynx to uncontrollably tighten, and his voice to halt and tremor. The cause of spasmodic dysphonia isn't known. Researchers think it might be a genetic... um, uh, Ah, a genetic... There may be a genetic uh, cause for it. Uh, Mm -hmm. It could be a leftover from... A a leftover disability from a respiratory infection, Mm -hmm. or the cause could be stress. Mm -hmm. Kennedy suspects a flu vaccine may be to blame. I haven't been able to figure out any other cause, he told a podcaster. Okay, hmm. you don't have to figure out uh, the cause yeah, yourself. you're not responsible for figuring out causes Did you go things. to medical school? No, you didn't, <laughs> right? Um, in a follow-up email, Kennedy said he wasn't sure of the connection, calling it my own speculation. And that's because manufacturers and pharmaceutical companies do like to sue for slander, when yeah. you're going to be impacting their uh, their sales, forget about public health. Life. It's about their sales. Um, a couple of Sadly. so again, a couple of things to bear in mind, uh, like you know what what formed this guy. Um, an article written by a journalist named Rebecca Traster. Um, if he quote, if he were your uncle, he would. Uh, sorry, if he were your uncle, he would. Likely, that is not, sorry, I did voice to text in this, and and the (laughs) words are not what the words should be, because voice to text is pretty dang good. Okay, so from a Rebecca Traster article, um, if he were uncle, you would likely consider that he is fighting some serious psychological headwinds. His Mm -hmm. own uncle was assassinated when RFK Jr. was nine. He was pulled from school at 14 and flown to the deathbed of his father, who was also assassinated. His cousin uh, drove a plane into the sea on the way to RFK Jr.'s sister's wedding. Right. One brother died in a skiing accident, another of a drug overdose. His own wife died by suicide. 
all this in a family in which the grandfather's dictum was, there will be no crying in this house. Oh, my God. When his father was killed, his mother was pregnant with her 11th child. His parents had always had a tumultuous relationship. RFK Jr. says in his autobiography that he begged to be sent off to boarding school just so he could get out of the house because his mom and dad fought so much. He also uh, mentions in his autobiography that he started using drugs when he was very young. Uh, Later in life, he's diagnosed with ADHD. ADHD. Speaking of ADHD, I don't have it, Mm -hmm. but apparently I have dyslexia. Um, So he was possibly self-medicating. He started off with uh, weed and alcohol and then graduated to coke and LSD and eventually heroin. And -hmm. he's arrested for possession of heroin in 1983 in South Dakota. Mm-hmm. but goes to AA and uh, has remained sober to this day. So he's been through some shit. Um, yeah. You know, that that's tough. Um, and it can kind of, I've got sympathy for him for what he's yeah. gone through. Right. I do too, but that doesn't make him, it doesn't, it doesn't allow make you to be okay crazy. To be stupid. Yeah. Right. So, to to use some shorthand. Hey, Barbara, okay, Junior. Absolutely. All right. So now that we know everything about him that there is to know that <laughs> that I could learn in fifteen minutes. I know his his wife killed herself after she found out she found his diary or something, and she found out that he'd had an affair with like thirty seven people in the previous year. Which, which a lot of work. Uh, to, a lot of work, um, and. You know, unfortunately, um, while there may be a trigger mechanism for somebody uh, uh, dying by suicide, uh, if it wasn't that, it would have been some other reason. Right, so I right. do want to be you know, careful about not necessarily placing the fault, blame. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just it points to um, he wasn't a very attentive, nice husband. No, he wasn't the best of husbands. And uh, interestingly... He's still married to Cheryl Hines, so we'll see how that works out for her. Um, but yeah, we do have an apology for the Super Bowl advertisement, if not anything else. Um, and he did say on Twitter, I'm so sorry if the Super Bowl advertisement caused anyone in my family pain. The ad was created and aired by the American Value Super PAC without any involvement or approval from my campaign. FEC rules prohibit Super PACs from consulting with me or my staff. I love you all. God bless you. So, there you, you go. Do you want to run it through the criteria, or do yeah, we just want to give it zeros now? Let's run it through the machine. Um, was there an expression of regret? I guess. I mean, I'm so sorry eh, if. Yeah. It's not really an expression of regret, but it, at least he said the words, I'm sorry. So, okay. Was there an explanation of what went wrong? Well, yeah, he said that the American Value Super PAC created an ad and that he they, they weren't allowed to commit consult with him so okay yes was there an announcement of responsibility no it was their fault not his was there a declaration of repentance no because he had nothing to be sorry for was there an offer of repair no because he didn't do anything wrong and was there a request for forgiveness no because there was nothing to forgive so i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a one i'm not gonna give it a zero i'm only gonna give it a one because it was damn you and your logic um, <laughs> so obviously faulty, but it's not quite a zero. 
I'm just for the sake of making your math complicated, because uh, <laughs> I'll give it a half a point. So zero point five. <laughs> okay. Now you have to add and divide, and that's so. a point seven five. I know uh, average. And and fair Fortunately, enough. the averages of two numbers are not usually that hard to figure out unless you come up with the point three eight or something. Oh, <laughs> dang it! <laughs> that's what we should have done. <laughs> Uh, so we don't like RFK Jr. and we don't wish him well. Um, we don't wish him ill, but we don't wish him well. We don't and, wish him uh, well at his political ambitions. May may yeah. he find um, happiness Peace. and, you know, you don't want to get vaccinated. Don't get vaccinated. But and don't leave the house. Don't leave. The, exactly. Stay home. Stay away from people. Stay uh, in the and attic. they don't come crying when you contract the disease you didn't get vaccinated for. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. All right. Um, do you have a who's sorry now or an apology expected? I have an apology expected. I think you do. I do. I had it. to Google something this morning because I was um, I was forgetful, as I <laughs> am wont to be when it comes to this segment of our show. I well, never you're remember remembering it lately, which is good. I mean, you're, you you may be remembering it late, but that doesn't it, you know <laughs> late counts. Thank you. I accept the award. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so apology expected from the Archdiocese of New York. Oh my God, what have they done now? Uh huh. Thank you. Yes, it's um, the Archdiocese of New York condemns funeral for transgender activist Celia mm. Gentili at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Mm. The Archdiocese of New York is condemning the funeral service held for transgender activist and performer Celia Gentili at St. Patrick's Cathedral this week. Thursday pews at the historic Catholic Church were packed with mourners for Gentili, who at one time professed to be an atheist in her off-Broadway show. Huh. I'll I'll leave it at that. Um, We'll just say, uh, you know... I wonder why she had a funeral in a Catholic cathedral. I'll bet if I I hadn't closed that article... Uh, I could have maybe given you that answer. Uh, I'll say probably because it was pretty. Um, St. Patrick's Cathedral says it was tricked into hosting sacrilegious. Okay. We have to read this article. So this is from the New York post. Okay. All right. New York post. Grain of salt. Uh. Yeah. Grain of salt. (laughs) Shot of tequila. Um, Okay. So again, the article uh, titled, that's called a headline, just in case anybody wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Not called a title, Theo. St. Patrick's Cathedral says it was tricked into hosting sacrilegious transgender activist wild funeral. Oh, hmm. my. Very different from the headline that I read. I wish I'd been there. St. Patrick's Cathedral said it was duped into hosting a sacrilegious funeral for a transgender activist on Thursday, which left church brass. I love it when they call that the brass. Outraged after she was eulogized as Saint Chilia, mother of all whores. Oh <laughs> God, I want to go to this funeral. More than a thousand mourners, many of whom were transgender or clad in flashy outfits. Nice. Uh, nice. Okay, so far there doesn't seem to be any bias in this What's at all. The flashy outfits. Um, packed into the iconic cathedral to celebrate the life of Chilia. Celia Gentili, a high-profile high activist 
who advocated for the trans community, sex workers, and HIV-AIDS patients, the New York Times reported. Many of the attendees donned miniskirts and fishnet stockings, while others wore halter tops and high heel shoes during a sometimes rowdy service that reportedly included dancing in the aisles and a call for easier gender transition care from the pulpit by one of Gentile's friends, according to the newspaper. Mm. So the New York Post is reporting on an article that was written by the New York Times. Um, near the altar, mass card surrounded a photo of Gentile with a halo over her head with the words transvestite, whore, blessed, and mother above the text of Psalm 25, according to the Times. But the glitz and glamour of the funeral sparked pushback from Catholics who felt the ceremony made a mockery of their faith. The cathedral hmm. says it had no clue about Gentile's background. Thanks to so many who have let us know they share our outrage over the scandalous behavior at a funeral here at St. Patrick's Cathedral earlier this week, Reverend Ugh. Enrique Salvo said in a statement on the diocese website. Here's an idea. Stop renting your fucking church out. Yeah. That's an idea. Maybe right. quit being so focused on earning money. Um, because I'm sure you didn't give it away for free. The cathedral yeah. only knew that family and friends were requesting a funeral mass for a Catholic and had no idea our welcome and prayer would be degraded in such a sacrilegious and deceptive way, he continued, that such a scandal occurred at America's Parish Church makes it worse. Hmm. I've never heard America's it called America's Parish Church. Parish Church. What? No. All right. That's fine. I'm going to call myself America's hometown hero. <laughs> You already do. <laughs> oh, you're right. I guess I can't criticize the Catholic Church for this, or at least the New York Church for this. Um, let's see. He continued also noting that it happened just at the beginning of the holy season of Lent. <laughs> well, she conveniently died. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Okay. The funeral kicked off with a performance of This Day by actor Billy Porter before uh-huh. Father Edward... Doherty delivered the service during which he declared Cecilia died with Christ. I realize I'm saying her name in several different ways. During the funeral, two people took to the altar to deliver a eulogy for Gentili in both English and Spanish. The great whore, St. Cecilia, mother of all whores, a person in a sleeveless top. I love how we have to mention it. It's a sleeveless a top. A person in a sleeveless top. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> Looped earrings and a cowboy hat introduced Gentile to a standing ovation. Today, we say we see you soon and that you will give us the strength, the courage to continue your legacy, to continue the challenges ahead. At one point during the funeral, Gentile's friend took to the lectern to pray for access to gender-affirming health care in another unorthodox moment. Why is that unorthodox? Um, a mourner out saying the priest performing Ave Maria, changing the lyrics to Ave Cecilia, and mm-hmm. danced through the aisles, twirling red scarves, according to the paper The Times said. Good according to the paper The Times said. I mean, I may not be able to read, but somebody here can't write. The joyous <laughs> ceremony of Gentili, a self-proclaimed atheist who died on February 6th at the age of 52, is believed to be the first funeral service for a trans person ever at St. Patrick's Cathedral, funeral organizer said. Uh, let's see. I'll miss... Cyan Dora show? Everybody, could we just stick with, like, Sally Smith as our names? Mm-hmm. That would help Theo a lot. So... 
Cayenne, Cyan, Doro Show, who organized the funeral, that's why it's so, I'd like to get your name right, um, told the Times that those close to Gentili wanted to have her funeral at St. Patrick's because the Fifth Avenue building is an icon just like her. However, she admitted that she never mentioned Gentili was transgender when putting it together. St. Patrick's Cathedral is not among the handful of Catholic churches in the in New York City that are LGBTQ friendly, according to the Times. The Post has reached out to the Diocese of New York for comment. Uh, born in Argentina, Gentili first came out in 1984. She was a former sex worker who admitted to living in the U.S. undocumented for 10 years. She received asylum in the United States in 2012 and started a number of organizations to help those with similar past. Gentili also appeared in the critically acclaimed FX series Pose, which I guess will be why Billy Porter was there, in which she played Miss Orlando, a New York City woman who provided discounted plastic surgery. So, oh, interesting. Interesting. I, I mean, I'm glad to know all that. And she um, sounds like a better person than me. So good for her. I mean, I haven't started one single charity except for the charity of Theo. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was born here. I didn't even have to like fight to get paper to and yeah. then start charities. No. And I won't start any charities either in the future. I probably won't either, unfortunately. Just don't have the money or the means. Um, and I do have a an apology expected myself this cool. week. And it is not as colorful or as interesting as yours, but a woman boarded an American Airlines flight in Nashville and flew to Los Angeles without showing a ticket last week. A regional spokesman for the Transportation Security Administration said the woman went into the queue and lined up, but went under one of the stanchions. She did not go to the ticket and document checker. After going around the document checkpoint, the woman and all her personal belongings did go through a security screening, so thank God for that. Law enforcement met the flight upon its arrival at Los Angeles International Airport on February 7th. So somehow they knew that she got on the plane without a ticket, but they let her on the plane without a ticket. How, how, how are you going to get on a plane without a ticket? You have to show your ticket to get on the plane. I mean, not only do you have to supposedly go through TSA, I don't understand how this could possibly work, but it's apparently like the third time in four months this has happened. I don't understand that. And I, it's not like I travel every week or even every month, right. but I travel right. a couple of times a year and right. I always have to show my ticket and my ID, yeah. right? And yeah. I get yelled at because I'm showing one, but they want to see the other and I'll usually right. have both. And Right. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's a mystery to me. And, you know, why did they let her on the plane if they knew she didn't have a ticket and then met only to meet the airplane in Los Angeles or... I don't, I don't know. Anyway, it's a, it's a scary a little bit, but, uh, she, uh, apparently was not doing anything wrong. I mean, not intentionally doing anything wrong, I guess. And she wasn't, she didn't threaten the plane or anything like that. Um, so everyone survived. So thank God. But I expect an apology from the transportation security administration for allowing this woman to get on a plane without a ticket and from American airlines as well. Oh, great. It's American. Hooray. Uh, yeah. I fly them a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And I have to show my ticket every fucking time. So I don't every know time. how people do that. Every time. So I guess that's it for this week, everybody. Thanks for joining us. I hope that you have a lovely week. Stay cool, cucumbers. And don't trip potato chips. And we will see you next week. I have nothing to say that's clever or rhymes. Sometimes. <laughs> I did it!
Yay. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye. Apologies Accepted, the podcast. You can find links to the articles and the sources in the show notes. To submit an apology or find out more, visit us at apologiesaccepted.net, where you can also find our merchandise. We're on Twitter at Apologies Accepted. And on Instagram at apologies.accepted. You can support our important work at Patreon forward slash Apologies Accepted. And fuck Facebook. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>